welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? I want to check in with you today. Do you have an area of your life where you feel stuck? Maybe there's something that you really, really, really want to do, but you just can't seem to get started. Maybe it's a new business idea, or maybe it's making a big change in your life, like focusing on your health or reducing stress. No matter what it is, you have a deep desire to take action. But right now, this desire exists as if it were a seed in your heart. It's a tiny seed, an undeveloped seed, and others may not understand why it is so important to you, but you do. You have a very clear vision for what this seed will grow into, what it will mean. And in order to get there, you need to take action. But you find yourself scared, confused, worried, and stuck. Every time you try to move forward, you question your dream and you're consumed with fear and not just a little bit of fear, but a lot of fear and it's completely paralyzing. What you need is something that gives you strength and confidence, something that gives you the ability to move forward without certainty. What you need is to access the superpower of all great entrepreneurs. You need to tap into courage. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, I'm going to explain why entrepreneurs need courage. In our second segment, you'll learn exactly what courage is. In our third segment, I'm going to give you a glimpse of a breakthrough that one of my clients had about courage and how it helped her to move forward into action. And in our last segment, I'm going to give you four great strategies of how you can take action when you feel stuck. But first, I want to start with a story. So I was thinking to myself the other day, you know, I haven't told any really good embarrassing stories on the podcast lately. So I thought I'd dig out a really juicy one for you today. So this story took place about eight years ago, and it was when I first learned how to snowboard. But actually, it's not even about the snowboarding so much as it was about the chairlift. Well, not really the chairlift, specifically the T-bar lift. Now, if any of you snowboard, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I actually did something really smart. (laughs) I started with a lesson, and not just a lesson from a friend, but an actual paid professional, which is the smartest thing to do because you don't learn someone else's bad habits. And he was a really good teacher, and after one lesson, he actually had taught me how to carve both ways, and I learned all the basics, which was amazing. So I went directly into the deep end with a week-long trip (laughs) to Silver Star in Vernon. It probably would have been nice to have a couple full days up in the local North Shore Mountains, but sadly my situation didn't allow that, so I had to just dive right in, sink or swim, and go for a full week-long trip. 
I had an incredible boss at the time. And do you know what he did? He actually rented out an entire lodge for a whole month right on the slopes and we had this massive chalet all to ourselves and I have to say that trip goes down in history as one of my favorites and I want to send lots of love to everyone who went on that epic trip which was a really really significant trip to me for a bunch of reasons and you guys know why. So the boarding went really well. Every day I got to see myself improve and get a little bit more confident. It's always good to do something like this with people who are better than you because they push you to try harder and learn more. But I did have my fair share of wipeouts and every evening back at the chalet we would always gawk at my new collection of bruises on my legs. And I think the last couple days we end up even taping my ribs because they were quite bruised from all my tumbles. <laughs> Snowboarding is not an easy sport to learn. Let's just leave it at that. But the boarding went really well and the chairlift, you know, it wasn't fun, but I managed. But my Achilles heel was the T-bar lift. T-bars are great for skiers. They were invented for skiers, right? because they're pulling people directly up the mountain and they have two skis to balance on. And you're facing up the mountain, but on a snowboard, it's a little bit more challenging because you're facing sideways going up the mountain and you have to balance while you're being pulled up. And it's really easy for you to get off track and catch an edge and wipe out. So everybody was dreading taking the T-bar, but um, for me, because I was new, I got to go first. So I made it up the hill a little ways. I caught an edge, I fell. And then I went back down the hill and I tried again. A couple times and then I finally got the hang of it. And I got the balance and I let go and I finally thought, oh, this is good. I'm finally gonna make it to the top because my friends are waiting up there for me and they're probably wondering like, what the heck happened? And there it was in that moment where I started to worry. I wasn't present or conscious or focused on what I was doing, so I tensed up and boom, I caught an edge and I fell. But this time, I was about three quarters of the way up the mountain and I wasn't letting go. I wasn't gonna go down the mountain to start over again, so I clung to that T-bar for dear life and it dragged me up the last quarter of the mountain. Seriously, I was not letting go. I was not starting over and I'll never forget the look on the lift operator's face when I got to the top. He stood up in his little hut, he looked at me and he just shook his head. But whatever, you know, I made it to the top and I did. I vowed I would never take the T-bar lift again, ever. And then I moved to Europe where the landscape of resorts is very different. Now, there isn't a mountain or two different mountains to choose from. There are actually giant ranges of mountains, and there's so many different peaks that, you know, they don't even bother naming them all. And because it's so extensive, a lot of the runs have to be connected by, you guessed it, a T-bar lift. But remember, I had decided that I would never do a T-bar lift again which ended up making it kind of complicated to navigate because every trip that I took, I had to explain this whole story over and over again about what happened and tell the people I was traveling with that I had a no T-bar policy. And then, you know what? I finally got sick of it. I was sick of being the inconvenience. I was sick of having this fear and having to explain over and over again what happened. And 
I realized that the only way to get rid of the fear is to take the action, to lean into the discomfort and do the thing that scared me the most, which in this case was taking the T-bar and not just taking it once because I knew that wouldn't get rid of the fear. I took it over and over and over again. I dedicated an entire afternoon to it and I just went up and down the same run over and over again until I mastered it, until my fear was gone. It took about two hours. So a huge shout out to all of you who have ever had to put up with me and my fear over the years, especially to Ashik, my Europe travel buddy, for having the patience of a saint when we travel together. I have so many amazing memories of all our little adventures. You, my friend, are amazing. Thank you so much. And today, I am no longer afraid of the T-bar lift. Am I eloquent on it? No. Do I go out of my way to take it? Absolutely not. But I don't fear it, and I never worry about it, which is great. Because living with fear and having to explain the fear all the time to people and justify it, well, it's just exhausting. When you reach the point in your life where it takes more energy and effort to play small and pretend that you're happy playing small than it does to just go out, play big, and go for it, then you know it's time to step up and conquer your fear. You know in the intro I talked about the scenario of you wanting to do something really important, maybe change an aspect of your life or start a new project. Did this resonate with you? Did it speak to you? Maybe you've been in this place in the past and you remember that it felt really frustrating and you felt really stuck. Well, I wanna circle back to this and I wanna look at it more closely because I wanna help you understand what is going on in these moments. So first off, I wanna point out that this happens to the best of us and this scenario impacts pretty much everyone when they're facing something new that is bold. So be patient with yourself and have compassion. There is something holding you back from taking action and it is often that you're waiting to feel fully confident and fully believe in yourself to be ready to take that first step. And as we've talked in the past, in order to be successful, Entrepreneurs need to spend a disproportionate time out of their comfort zone, which means that they're doing a lot of new things. And so they're at very high risk of being paralyzed by their fear. But a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in this vicious cycle of fear. Here's what it looks like. So you have this desire to step up and do something. You have a clear vision of what it will be like and why it is so important. And you know exactly how impactful it will be when it takes shape. But you don't have the confidence to move forward. You worry that you're not an expert yet or you're not ready yet. And this paralyzes you and you feel stuck and you can't take action. And this is frustrating. And then you get disappointed in yourself and you start to question your dream. Do I really deserve to have this? Am I strong enough to do this? And then you get discouraged and then you don't have the energy to move forward anymore. You don't have the energy to dream. This is the vicious cycle of fear. 
So here's some tough love. There's no such thing as a confidence fairy. There isn't. Confidence will never be delivered to you. It isn't going to come overnight and there's no glitter or magic wand to be waved because confidence can't ever be given to you. You can't buy it. You can't go online to Amazon and order some to be delivered. It doesn't come from outside of you. It comes from within you and it comes from taking action. And this is really, really important. So I'm going to say that again. Confidence comes from taking action. The truth is that confidence is going to be realized in the same proportion as you taking action. It comes from leaning into your discomfort and managing a way to be with that discomfort and with the fear. This vicious cycle of fear I talked about holds so many people back from their dreams. There is only one way to break this cycle, and that is to take action. But there's a catch. If it was easy to take action, like you did with all your other normal tasks in your day, you would have done it already on your own, but you haven't. Because you're being called forth to grow, to do something that is outside of your comfort zone. And so how the heck are you supposed to move forward and take that first step without feeling confident? Good question. This is where courage comes in. And we're going to talk about courage in the next segment. So you need to move forward to take action, but you don't feel confident. Well, this is where courage comes in. And courage is this beautiful thing that you can use that gives you strength to do something without having to be fully confident at it without having a guarantee that it's going to go exactly the way that you envision it. Courage is going to be your best friend when you're doing something new and you need to be brave. So where does courage come from exactly? Well, first it comes from your heart. And the best place to access it is to get clear on the amazing people that you are going to connect with and help. Or get clear on how your life is going to be better when you change into the way you want it to be. Either way, fast forward into the future and take a little glimpse into what life will be like when you get through to the other side. Now the second place that you can get courage is by engaging with others. And this is why we build really strong networks in business and why we have accountability groups and masterminds. See, when you're part of a big company or a big organization, you don't have to intentionally work on this. You don't have to go out and meet new people or find people to network with. You're just naturally tapped into a bigger ecosystem or community of people. But when you work on your own, you have to create this for yourself. And when you interact with others, I want you to name your fears. And when you do this, this takes the charge right out of your fear. Your fears will still be there, but they'll be less powerful than they were before. And over time, they will minimize and eventually even go away. Like in the example in my story, I chose to overcome my fear of the T-bar lift. I don't go out of my way to take it, but I do get a little nostalgic every time I see it because it's a great reminder to me 
of what happens when you have fear in your life. Fear is a choice. We choose to live with fear and we carry the fear and we socialize the fear and we maintain the fear and we uphold the fear. We do this by avoiding the action that we need to take. But we can also choose to conquer fear and get through to the other side. The choice is yours. It's up to you to decide how badly you want it. When you name your fears to others, you'll often realize that everyone else is going through this too, which means that you're not alone. And this feeling of community is so incredibly important. Recognize that you're not alone in your fear. It's such a relief and it releases all the separation and the isolation that you have of what you might feel if you keep the secret and you feel that separation from others. I personally believe that courage is perhaps the most important trait that you need to have as an entrepreneur. In this segment, I want to share a really beautiful aha moment from a recent session that I had with a client. And I think it's a really great way for you to understand the pure potential of courage, not just for you, but for how you are going to impact others. So my client was feeling a little bit stuck to move forward with her business. And we got onto this topic of courage, where it comes from and what is it like. And she really explained courage as something that comes from deep within her, specifically from her heart. And courage radiates out from her into the world like beams of light that are bright and warm and they reach out from within her to connect her to others. And then she did something that I wasn't really expecting. She took that metaphor to a whole new level and she explained how as this light of courage reaches out to connect her with others, it empowers them to take action. It empowers them to change their life. Wow, what a beautiful visual and such a perfect way to demonstrate the true impact of courage. And this visual that she created for herself is exactly what she needed because it helped her move forward to take action. And I want you to pay attention because this might be something that applies to you too. Sometimes when you feel drawn to do something and take action, but you're scared, you can get in a place of paralysis, this um, vicious cycle of fear that I talked about earlier. But if you can stay connected to your big P purpose, to your big why, then this can give you the inspiration to take that first step forward. And this is really, really powerful. I use this perspective all the time. Sometimes when we don't feel like we have the strength to do something, we need to take ourselves completely out of the equation. We need to remove our fear and our thoughts, and we need to just focus on the people that we want to help. You see, it's kind of like greedy and selfish to indulge in our own fear sometimes, in our own self-doubt, because we are denying others our gift. We're denying them our inspiration. And when you remind yourself of this perspective of who you are helping, of how you are helping them, of what kind of impact you're going to have, then this will help to shift you forward into action. 
So we covered a lot of ground today. We talked about this a vicious cycle of fear that causes you to feel stuck and frustrated. We talked about the only way to move forward from this is to take action. But if we lack the confidence to take action, then what do we do? Do we wait around for the confidence fairy? No. Do we order it online from Amazon? No. The only way to get more confident about something is to take action. And your confidence will be realized in proportion to the action that you take. And the superpower that you need to take those first few steps into uncertainty, into fear, is called courage. I want to share four different strategies that you can use to take action when you feel stuck. Number one, first and most importantly, tap into your purpose. I talked about this a lot today. Go to your big P, your big P purpose, your big Y, and remember who you are going to help, how you are going to help them. Take yourself and your worries and your doubts and your fear right out of the equation. Remember the beautiful example with my client where she used this metaphor for courage and how it reached out to help other people find their power? Doesn't that sound amazing? So stop being selfish and hoarding all your gifts. Use them to help others. Number two, engage with others. This is where you interact with others, either in a formal way like a mastermind or an accountability group or in a casual way where you just contact a friend or a colleague and confess that you're feeling really stuck and you need help. It's that simple. And when you talk to them and when you name your fear, when you do this, it takes the charge right out of your fear. The fear will still be there, but it'll be less powerful than before. And when you name your fear, you'll often realize that everyone else is going through what you are too, which means that you're not alone. And often this helps us have the courage needed to take action. And once you're able to act, then you'll build your confidence and be well on your way. I know for me, whenever I find myself facing something really big and scary, I often lean into people and ask them, hey, do you really believe that I can pull this off or am I just way in over my head? And you know what they always say? They always say yes. So be careful who you ask and be ready for a yes. If you get a no, then you've asked the wrong person. So keep asking people until you get the right answer. And the right answer is always yes. Number three, use a powerful mantra. Or you can also ask a friend to help you write one. It should be positive. It should be light and fun and it should evoke resonance. It should make you feel really good. It should make you smile each time that you hear it. One of the favorites that I always use is, you've totally got this. And I just say it over and over again or write it out and it really helps to remind me what is real and what is true. And the last one, number four, use your fear as a green light. Now, you're probably not going to like this one, but it's really important for you. If you're in a place where you're stuck and you want to move forward, you want to get conscious about what you're avoiding, and then you want to lean in and you want to find a way to do it, either a big leap towards it that is very courageous, or you can break it down into smaller bite-sized pieces. doesn't matter how you do it, but move forward. Have the courage to do that which you are afraid of. Let's go back to my earlier example about the T-bar lift. I decided that I didn't want to live with that fear anymore. 
I was sick of telling people the whole story. I was sick of feeling embarrassed. I was sick of playing small. And so I decided that I wasn't going to be scared of it anymore. And I figured out a way. I had a little plan of how I was going to address it, which for me was dedicated two hours on the bunny hill with four-year-olds who have no fear because when they fall, they're only two inches away from the ground. So yeah, you know, I lost an afternoon on the slopes, but it was worth it because carrying around that fear was so heavy and I am so glad that I got rid of it. Okay, so let's recap those four different strategies of how you can take action when you feel stuck. First, tap into your purpose. Second, engage with others. Third, use a powerful mantra. And lastly, use your fear as a green light. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on courage. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you really understand why courage is a superpower for entrepreneurs. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't ever miss an episode. You can subscribe either on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or head over to the website at thecorporateyogi.com. And just a heads up that we have a couple really cool announcements coming up that you're going to love if you are a regular listener of this podcast. There's going to be an opportunity to explore the topics a little bit more deeply, find out how they relate to you. And there's also going to be a chance for you to step up and be brave, to have your voice heard by literally thousands. So stay tuned for these really big two announcements coming up. And I'll just give you a heads up, tap into your entrepreneurial superpower of courage because I'm going to be calling on you to use it very soon. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.